Have you ever had that experience where you had a great plan for the year, you were going toward all of your targets, and then suddenly, seemingly out of nowhere, a curveball hits you? Something that you didn't expect to happen, you didn't want to happen, has now totally crashed in on your plans, and you feel lost, confused, and terrified. Has it happened to you? I think it has, and it happens to all of us. And I hate to be the one to say this to you, but it is going to happen again. So how do you deal with the next curveball? Well, stay tuned. I have a five-step plan that will help you to navigate the next crash. Hi, I'm Shel Bernardi, the Wholeness Guide. And in today's episode of Wholeness at Work, I will be using my hard-won experience and my insights to help you to figure out how to navigate the next curveball that you face in life. And the curveball is something that you did not plan for. You know, we've always heard the line, life happens when we make other plans. And you would think that if you've lived for any amount of time, you know that we never really always have a linear path from plan to execution. There's always things that get in the way. There's always stuff we haven't even thought about. So why do we keep planning like these things are not going to happen? I think it's because somewhere along the line, we believe that life is still a fairy tale. Now, you know, I talk about the juxtaposition of fairy tale and adventure a lot. The fairy tale is something that we were born into. It was an idealized way of life where we're just waiting for the prince to come in and save us from a life of struggle. So in Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, she waited for the prince to suddenly take her away from a life of struggle. And we think, I'm an adult. I don't believe in these fairy tale nonsense. Well, are you thinking, when I have more money, then life will be okay? Are you thinking, I know that dating is rough at the moment, but I just have to meet the one and then I'll be truly happy. (laughs) Do you see how this fairy tale thinking is very insidious? It's making us feel passive in our lives. So even though we try to plan and things go wrong, we still thinking that something else is going to come along and save us. And it doesn't. So I wanted to do this podcast because Last year, I faced multiple curveballs. And part of the blessing and the struggle of being a creative person is that everything that happens to us, we turn into copy or content, if you understand what that means. So every experience that we have can be transformed into learning. And I truly believe that that's how you transform pain into power. You have to learn from it. You have to take the lesson from it so that you get stronger. If we don't do that, we just become victims of the pain and then we try to protect ourselves from the pain and then we just don't live full lives. Let's firstly unpack the different types of curveballs because curveballs are not all the same thing. They're different types of curveballs. And in my experience, I found three types of curveballs. Let's get into it. Number one the blind side. This is something that, like I said, comes out of nowhere. It kind of makes you feel like you are gasping for air. It's just something that happens suddenly. So a blind side is sudden. It's like getting a call 
um, from a family member to let you know that someone has passed away suddenly. Those are horrible calls. Those are things we never want to face. So sometimes when the phone rings, we, we worry that that could be the call that we are dealing with. And that's horrible because you didn't expect it. And now there's this major loss and it takes you into grief and the process of actually letting go of this person. Something that's not linked to the passing of a friend or family member can also be as catastrophic. Like one morning you walk into the office and you're called in by the CEO to be told there is no more uh, organization. This company has been liquidated. You have no job. You have to leave your laptop at the door. Thank you for your service. Goodbye. This has actually literally happened to my husband. <laughs> so uh, that's a sudden blind side. And so how do you now reframe? It almost feels like someone threw you in the ocean and left. And now you have to try and find a way back to the shore. That's the blind side curveball. The second one is something very interesting because I didn't really notice this or really ponder on this until last year when this one happened to me. And this is what I call the gradual curveball. It's almost like things build and build over time and you can't really address it. And suddenly, in a moment, there's a volcanic eruption. So this gradual thing that happens is in a moment, there's a volcanic eruption and that changes things. And this most often happens in intimate relationships when there has maybe been friction or conflict and you haven't actually resolved it. And then in a moment, we cannot pretend that it's not there anymore. We have to face the things that we didn't want to face because what was bearable and things that we were tolerating is intolerable and unbearable now. So we have to do something to deal with this right now. And if I think back in my own life, when I had the moment of my 24-hour fiancé coming into the door and um, beating me up, I knew that was the end of the relationship. It was a volcanic end. But I also knew deep down that this was not a healthy relationship. I knew the signs. I was just trying to make it work. So we have those things that we try to make work. And all of a sudden we realize, okay, I cannot pretend any longer. So that's the gradual volcanic curveball. The third one is unexpected. Now, obviously, yes, all curveballs are unexpected. But this is more of a, a surprise, but not a, hey, we've thrown you a surprise birthday party, not a happy surprise. It's a unpleasant surprise. So this is something that might happen in terms of a friendship that you thought was really rock solid. This person was always there and you thought it was unshakable. You thought this person was always going to be there in your life. But then there begins to be a slow shift in this friendship. There's not the constant communication like they used to be. The texts are not answered like they used to be. You try to reach out, but there's no uh, willingness to engage. So that's surprising because you wonder what happened. There's no communication about what has changed. And um, you realize, okay, I didn't expect that. I didn't know what to do. Um, and this has been a very important friendship for me. So now there's a void there that I have to deal with. So those are the three curveballs that we can't expect to expect. <laughs> like I said, you're never going to not ever have curveballs in your life. The blind sides, the gradual, unexpected, they're going to be in your future. I'm not a prophet of doom. I'm just telling you the reality. Plan for the reality of that. It's a cold comfort to know that 
everybody experiences this in their lives. When you are facing multiple curveballs, and I was lucky enough, obviously I'm making a joke about that, to experience all three of them in one year. And I realized, okay, I'm really not in control and I need to really rely on support. And, you know, people around us look like everything's fine, but maybe they're also going through their own struggles. We don't know that. So this is my five-step plan on how to deal with it. This is how I managed to overcome the curveball storm, as I will now call it. And it helped me to get to the other side where I can talk about it and actually um, share my own learnings from that. So the first thing we want to do when we are dealing with any kind of curveball is to acknowledge the damage. Our immediate reaction when we experience this is to try to defend ourselves through denial. We don't want to face the pain caused by these traumatic events. But the only way out is through, as the song goes. <laughs> the only way out is through. You have to feel the pain. You have to acknowledge, okay, this has happened. Take a deep breath take moments, weeks, months to actually just, you know, recover. You have taken a hit spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and physically. You have to take the time and you need that you need to actually recover. We can't operate as robots. You are human. There's no shame in being a human being. <laughs> the second important part after acknowledging that there has been pain and damage that's caused by this curveball is to get help. You do not have to face the pain on your own. In a recently published report by the World Health Organization on mental health, what was sad when I read that report was that there are millions of people around the world suffering in silence because we are too scared to say, I need help. We are forced by various social conditioning to say that we find we're okay, but we're not okay. And so I would not have been able to overcome the curveballs I had faced without reaching out to my spiritual leaders, to some close friends of mine, seeking counseling and coaching and, you know, just leaning into a tribe. That is so important. I was able to be vulnerable because that is a form of strength to say, I'm not okay. You know, you don't have to go into details of what the curveballs are. It, it really helped to be honest about that to not have to feel the pressure of carrying on like everything was normal and fine because it wasn't. I wasn't fine. I wasn't okay. So after you've acknowledged the damage and you're starting to get the help that you need, we have to, number three, lean into the course corrections that these curveballs can bring. It's not always that a curveball is going to introduce a course correction in your life, but curveballs often require us to pay attention to what's really going on in our hearts and minds. If we allow it, it creates the opportunity to refocus on things that truly matter. When I was facing those curveballs, I had to let go of some writing projects that I had, and it was not the end of the world. The only thing that happened was that it bruised my ego. I had to admit that I couldn't do everything I wanted to do all the time. I had to accept and acknowledge that I'm not just a business owner. I am first and foremost a whole woman. So I was acknowledging my wholeness even though experiencing things that were threatening to make me feel broken, I had to remind myself that I'm able to overcome this. And surprisingly, the fact that I'd overcome adverse circumstances in my life, like coming out of a cult, I literally would say to myself, um, I survived a cult. 
I can get over this. <laughs> and yes, I did say cult. If you don't know my story yet, I will leave a link in the show notes that you can watch my TEDx about that. But in acknowledging that despite these painful, horrible things that were happening, I was able to overcome that. I am a wife and a mom. These primary roles in my life are fundamental to my existence. They form my identity. So the business projects that I wanted to do, I had to drop them because I could pick them up again. I could write a book again in a couple of months. Relationships, on the other hand, core key relationships require intentional and constant cultivation. So maybe there will be a course correction that comes from a curveball, and that will require you to reassess a long-held vision or an aspect of your purpose. If you've been going down a certain direction, a certain path, this is what we're doing together, and this curveball has hit you, and you realize, well, maybe what we're doing is not that helpful, is not that healthy. Maybe we need to pause on what we're doing and just take stock of our lives and reevaluate our visions and our goals and our purposes. And that might mean that you have to let go of something you've been doing for a very long time. And that's something that my husband and I had to do. And it has been very difficult because the things that we do often inform our identity. It should often be where our identity informs our actions. But sometimes we get stuck in the middle. And when we have to let it go, we feel like we're a bit adrift because now who are we if we can't play this role that we've been playing in a certain community? Who are we when we aren't doing these activities on the weekend? And it brings a point of reevaluation and reassessing. And we have to ask the question, who are you when you can't do what you used to do? And that's where a lot of people really struggle. So after you've acknowledged the damage, receiving help, leaning into course correction, revising your Uh, direction in your life, the fourth thing you want to do is commit to the new course. Just because you can't do a certain activity that you used to do or work in a certain company where you used to work or have a certain role that you used to have, it doesn't mean that you can't still fulfill your ultimate purpose. I think that's important. I think some of you listening to that might need some validation there. Just because you can't go to a company that you've worked at for years or you're not in a relationship with somebody that you've been with for a very long time, it does not mean that you can't reevaluate, reassess, readjust, and still achieve your purpose and ultimate mission in life. I think that's very important to acknowledge that. This course correction can actually help you to get where you are supposed to be going. Maybe you got off track and you thought where you were going was in a good direction, but actually realize that was taking us off course. We have to correct that. So when we experience the curveball, it often requires immediate action. And that action will likely alter the direction you've been moving into. You might also have to take a step back from some commitments and give yourself time to process what's happened. And the most difficult aspect of this stage is to let things go. If you want to go in a new direction, it requires a new map a new course. How do we get there now? So you have to maybe say goodbye to some people. And that's hard. Saying goodbye is hard. But it doesn't always have to be a bad thing when you say goodbye. It doesn't always have to be a bad thing or traumatic or evil or wrong when you decide to go in a different direction. One of the biggest advantages of the course corrections I was on last year happened to be my opportunity to speak 
uh, at the University of Johannesburg, where I first started my career in academic fundraising to do my first TEDx talk. And it really solidified my identity in the sense of who I am is what I talk about, is what I believe. Because when I was on that stage and sharing about wholeness, despite experiencing multiple curveballs that I was dealing with at that time, I knew that what I believed and what I was sharing actually is worth sharing. It actually is worth talking about. It actually is worth helping people to navigate their lives, to embrace wholeness, because the fact that I was unshakable in my identity to say that I've come through so much and I can I can overcome the things that I'm facing because I'm w- loving and living and working for my whole authentic self. That was powerful for me. It was like, wow, okay, I believe this stuff. It's not just um, a nice concept. So that's what I want to to say to you is that some of the stuff that can come out of it can be wonderful if you allow the process to happen. And the last part about dealing with curveballs in our lives is to trust the compass. When I teach about wholeness, I always share how the connection between head and heart is essential to operating from our true selves. This is a process that requires letting go of who we've made ourselves to be, maybe for other people, um, and allow ourselves to actually own our true selves. And to what I like to say, how I like to describe it is to release our inner music. There is an evolving body of research around post-traumatic growth, which shows that we're able to find meaning in the inevitable suffering that we face. If we are bold enough and brave enough to acknowledge the pain, receive the help that we need, lean into our course correction, commit to the new course, and trust the compass, we can come out of a curveball experience much stronger. And we also practice how to turn and transform pain into power. So as I come out of my curveball storm that I had, I'm now a bit wiser and a bit stronger. And I have a plan of action. I have a battle plan when the next curveball comes my way. Firstly, I can recognize it much sooner. And then I'm like, wait, I have a plan for this. I know what to do. I have to do these steps. And how, and just knowing those steps helps me to have a form of control in a situation where you feel very out of control. So I really hope that I've helped you today. And I want to remind you that suffering is inevitable. It is. It's part of life. We can't try to avoid that. Suffering is inevitable. We don't seek it out. But what you do with your pain will determine the ultimate level of success in your life. I'll repeat that. Suffering is inevitable. What you do with your pain determines the ultimate level of success in your life. I hope that this podcast has helped you to be a bit more curveball ready for the next one. Please reach out if you'd love for me to share anything about wholeness to your teams, to inspire young people about to enter the world of work, We can do online, in-person sessions. I'm here to help you to be whole, free, and future fit.